Thanksgiving in my house didn't start until somebody opened up that Smirnoff. It's going down right then and there. I always had that aunt that was a Jehovah Witness. No, she ain't supposed to be celebrating no damn holidays. But she showed up anyway with her crazy family because somebody cooked. And she the first one. Nobody paying her attention because she just Jehovah Witness shit all her life. And as soon as she get drunk, she the first one to pull that titty out. She dancing, doing an electric slide with it out. You cannot see it. It's electric. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening, and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, G. Simon. And I'm Harrison. What's up there, H-Man? I was looking for a job, <laughs> and then I found the job, and heaven knows I'm miserable now. This isn't just a gratuitous Morrissey impression here. This is actually true to life. It's true. Yeah, you, you just found a job after, what, how many months of being unemployed? Oh, God. One, two, three, four, five, like six months? Wow, six, five, six months, something like that. Wow, yeah. Time, that's a, time and goes you're by. on the dole, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was on unemployment. Did you get food stamps? Uh, no. no Why not? I, I don't think... Because the previous year, I made a lot of money, so I don't think they applied <laughs> for food stamps. That would have been just great, though. If uh, yeah. can, you, can you go to a bar and pay for a drink at food stamps? You can't. No, you can't buy alcohol. And I know this because my friend was on food stamps, and he was st- staying with me, and he couldn't pay me rent, so I made him buy all my groceries with food stamps. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, tell me about this. You, you're being trained right now for this new job. Has nothing to do with um, with uh, serving subpoenas or court summons. No, but my God, man, if if being a process server paid a hundred grand a year instead of like twenty grand a year, I would do that in a second. Yeah, that, I could. That, I could understand that. You know, that's like my dream career. You well, know, you I could would, avoid an office. I would settle right in. Yeah, and you get to just drive around, listen to fucking classic rock, and uh, ruin people's lives. It's great. Come up know? with uh, clever ways to dupe the uh, the felons. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like that. I know I, I could get yeah. into something like that. I would probably wear a different disguise. I'd be like Ace Ventura of the summons process serving world. Yeah. You know? So what is this line of work you're doing now? Plumbing? No, I, I'm working uh, for a Silicon Valley company. Oh, Silicon Valley. A tech company, yeah. I'm, I'm actually coming to you live right now from the Burlingame Airport Hilton. So they flew you up, though, right, for a week-long yeah. training? Yes. But you're going to oh, be yeah. working remote, though, right? Uh, yeah, I'm working, yeah, working remote. That's uh, that's great, though, dude. You know, you get to the, work Actually, I home. haven't been put in a nice hotel in a while. I mean, I... 
I used to like going to hotels by myself. Now it's like every time I have to go to a stay in a hotel by myself, it's like the first time I ever read fucking Jean Paul Sartre or something. It's it's like an experience and you know misery and angst. I, th- I think it'd be great. I mean, you get to get out of your house. They put you up in a nice hotel. They give you food, like a food credit. I, yeah, I, uh, I expense my meals. Yeah, yeah, you, and that's what I meant. Expen- you get an expense. You yeah. get the corporate credit card. And also, when I, when I signed in here, they're like, we're also giving you access to the executive lounge for the continental breakfast and there's, you know, cookies and whatever. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why. But like, it's actually nice. Like I went up there because normally you go to like a hotel or a motel or something and they're like, oh, yeah, we have continental breakfast. There's like three bagels covered in flies and there's like an old woman in the corner and you go up and you like tap her on the shoulder. She turns around. She's got like no face, you know, like that's usually what it's like. It's dismal. Yeah, yeah. That's usually what happens. Um, But no, this is like. There's like eggs with stuff in them with like good eggs, like goods, like a real breakfast. And it's like an good. eggs Benedict kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That actually sounds kind of And nice. I don't know why they gave me access to this. I think it's I think literally they're just like, you're clearly a white man over 30. So we're giving you access to the executive lounge. <laughs> like literally, I don't think there's any good reason to give me access to it. So I do um, so you're saying there's no prostitutes in the executive lounge. No, no, are, no. Are there any at the bar? Is there like a Hilton bar? There is a Hilton bar, but it's mostly like like some stupid company called like Zipnop or, you know, these tech companies like Ziggle Bar and Boogle Fed. You know, they're all called shit like that. It's fucking uh, stupid they're, names. They're having like some sales summit here. So it's all full of like jackasses from uh, just the whitest people I've ever dealt with. I was eating dinner tonight. I was having a steak in the, the, the bar restaurant and the, the guy sitting next to me, his cell phone goes off and his ringtone is Sweet Caroline. Diamond. <laughs> I'm like, that guy rules. I will murder you. Um, <laughs> uh, but you, you know what? The reason I'm asking about the prostitutes um, is I've read that like the, there's like all these prostitutes are going to Silicon Valley and hanging out at the hotels and restaurants there because it's just like an endless source of income. You get all these oh. guys, like, and especially a lot of foreign guys. They have a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, like prostitutes, it's like a gold rush over there for them. No, there are definitely specific uh, places, bars, where, they have, where you go for that. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's yeah. different. I, you know, when I lived there, well, I wasn't really in that world. But when I lived there, um, you know, you'd have to go to, like, you know, the mission, like traditional areas to go pick up prostitutes. But now... I've heard, yeah, there's, I've heard there's like uh, clubs, like they have like after hours clubs that sponsored yeah, by like like, Twitter and things like that. they shoot you up full of heroin and watch you die like that weird goth <laughs> prostitute did. Oh yeah, that, that's true with that executive from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. You better watch out. You better steer clear of that there, Harrison. I, I think I will. I think I will. But people up here are like kind of terrible. Oh, that's um, awful. So yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, my God, this guy, like the way people act up here, it's like this guy created an app and made some money. Can we kill in his name? You know, like, <laughs> let's let's start building the fucking pyramid to this man and, you know, christen it in human blood like he made an app, you know, like Jesus. 
You're all just in advertising. It's, it's not, you're not improving the world. It's just advertising. It's all advertising. Yeah, it but this is it similar to LA where it's like every fucking person has a script, you know, under their arm trying to run up to somebody in, in Silicon Valley. It's like, oh, I created this app here. I need some venture capital. You know, I think no, that's, it's no, similar. You're right. In LA, it's very similar. It's just like, instead of apps, it's like, you know, uh, forget about Jesus Christ. You know, this guy, uh, this guy created a show about fucking werewolf cheerleaders, you know? Yeah, and, and he's trying to get your funding, trying to find a producer. Right. Whereas yeah. in, uh, in Silicon Valley, it's like, man, I'm a venture capitalist. <laughs> so pitch me your app ideas. It's just the whole thing. Yeah. is just, mm. uh, it turns my stomach. So your office, your headquarters are up there, right? It's yes. up there. And yeah. so do you have to actually, like, like are you, how long are you, do you have to like commit yourself to being there you know, a month. Is it like a once a week or like, do you go one, like one week out of every month to the Probably headquarters? Probably to go like a few days a month, not necessarily a week, a few days a month. So they fly you up. So what's it and like? And I had to travel to meet some clients, but travel largely around the West Coast area, you know. So what's it like after all this time to suddenly be forced back into an office environment? I mean, being unemployed didn't do me any favors. You know what I mean? Um, it really didn't. It really it, impressed the ladies. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And it also, like, I thought I'd get a lot done, but it's like I got even less done, you know, than I do when I have a job. But it's, you know, I don't know. It's 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 whatever. I, I grew up in the 80s. You know what I mean? They they told me when I was growing up that I get get a job I enjoy. This is what they told us. Yeah. I think they lied. A, they, they deluded us back then. They're still a lie. lie. I mean, they didn't tell anybody that in like the 40s. They're like, you know, get a job at the gas station so your family doesn't die. Like, that's what they tell you. In the 80s, they're like, it's going to be a magical time. And you, you know. No, you'll like, love your career. It'll yeah. define you. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't no. work like that, people. Especially young people listening to the show. It doesn't work like that. You're going no. to be trained to your office. And you're going to have dependents that, that, that rely on you for money. And you're just going to have to work the daily grind for the rest of your life till you retire on a pittance now. Pretty much, yeah. As, you, as you continue to, as we continue to age... The value of labor no goes pension. down yeah. and the value of capital goes up. So I, I guess really started. like, you know, the, what you should actually hope for is maybe to die in a drunk driving accident or something. Die early. You don't have to deal with the pain of, of getting old. Yeah. No, I mean, I wish somebody would, you know, send the Hell's Angels, you know, or the Masons <laughs> to, to me, maybe. That Hello, could happen. You, if you're listening, please do it, you know. So you're in the office. You're getting trained. So, uh... So, so what's it like? Are there, are there any like attractive Silicon Valley uh, corporate women? No. None? No, you, don't have, none. you don't have one office hottie? No, there's none. And uh, no. Most of the women are like, like engineers, you know, software engineers who are really like, you know. What about the marketing chicks? It's, a, it's still a small company. There's not that many people. Oh, but wow. no, I've seen no one attractive at all. God, not even, they don't even have one hot female executive who's wearing a power suit. But, like, the skirt's a little too short. No. God, God, you know, I hate the Bay Area. I really do. Especially mm. Silicon Valley. It's even worse. Like, I, I swear to God, any office in L.A., there's going to be at least five. Five yeah. attractive women. Well, my old, in my old company, there were. There were a few. You know, it was a little bigger. There were a few, you know, attractive ladies. But, uh, you know, whatever. I, I try to avoid this place so it doesn't do me any good i don't care you know 
No, I, I mean, mean yeah. everybody's married. It's stupid. Who cares? You know, the, the hardest thing for me, the hard, one of the most difficult things to transition from, because, uh, you know, I, I worked from home for like three years yeah. and I had to transition into this, this office environment. Mm. It's shitting in public. That was one of the hardest things for me to do. It's like, because I just wasn't used to it. And it's such a disgusting act. And you just have to deal. And now, actually, as a matter of fact, I look forward to it. Yeah, it's an excuse to not, you know. Dude, you, get, you, go, on your, you go in this, like, you know, your little dwelling. Mm. Shut the door. Put your, make a, build a nest and sit there for yeah. the next 20 minutes on your phone. Waste yeah. 20 minutes. No one knows where you are. No, it's great. It's, I, you know, before I dreaded it, you know, it's like I got to listen to the sound of other men just emptying their bowels, mm. evacuating themselves <laughs> next to me. And, it was, and he smells gross. But now yeah. it's like, fuck it, dude. I don't even care. Mm. I'll sit in there for like 30 minutes. This, this office, I mean, it, it, like all, a lot of the companies up here, they all, they're all the same. Like they all like give you free lunch and they're like, uh, here's all this food. And here's like the ping pong table and the pool table yeah. and the, you know, they try to be quirky, huh? The beanbag shit. I mean, the good thing about working for tech companies is they actually don't give a shit. Like if like how you dress or like if you're a fucking weirdo, as long as you get the job done. Um, I think they pride themselves on hiring weirdos though. Kinda, it's an eclectic yeah. environment. Look how much fun we have. It's but I mean, not work. But still, to get hired by this company, I had to interview like 10 times. You know, I had to interview with like 10 different people and then fight like a fucking jaguar to the death and, <laughs> you know, answer a series of fucking riddles to a sphinx. And I had to do all this shit. It was grueling. I remember you telling me yeah. about it. Yeah. So it's not it's not easy. But, I mean, they, they, got the, they got those rap scooters in the office. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned that to me, yeah. that uh, you actually tried to ride one. So that's zany. Like, that, mm. that, that is zany. So they have these rap scooters. Yeah. Does, do, do they have a rap scooter for every employer, or they're like five community rap scooters? There's like three community rap scooters, yeah. And what's the point? Do you just, do, what, do you need them for like a practical reason, or is it just like, it's leisure time, let's ride around on rap scooters and yeah, be it's just to zany. Make, to make, you know... To make your miserable existence fun. But know, that's that's why I find funny about these companies and they're like pathetic attempts to distract you <laughs> yeah. from this like horrible existence that you have you have no choice but to do to feed your family. Mm. It's like, you know, these engineers are like, Okay, my fifteen minute respite will be to cruise around on one of these fucking rap scooters, you know, and pretend like, oh, my life isn't just a, a crushing bore. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. what, so what happened? Did someone was like, oh, my God, Harrison, you got to try out the rap scooter. No, I was like, God damn it. I want to try out one of these. I was, you know, I was I was there at night and there was not, you know, nothing to do. So I was like, well, I should have been training, to be honest. But I, Could you do uh, it? I was like, what's up? Could you do it? Could you ride one? No, it was really hard. It was like it was like. I, I, I literally I was like, I can't even I almost broke my neck. I was like this requires like clearly requires formal training and the balance of a fucking ballerina to ride one of these things. Well, how does Justin Bieber do it with his pants pulled down to his knees? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and like all these up like Wiz Khalifa, it's like his pants are down on his knees and he's cruising around doing circles and figure I, eights. I think it's easier if you have flat shoes, you know, like sneakers. Were you wearing platform shoes or something? Yeah, I was wearing my platform disco <laughs> shoes, Steve. No, I was wearing men's fucking shoes, you know, that have like a half an inch heel. You know what I mean? Like like your average men's shoe. 
Just with a heel. Yeah. yeah I, like I mean, we- I know in LA, you know, like nobody wears, <laughs> everyone wears sneakers or sandals, you know, and like only like, you know, weird 19th century fucking millionaires wear shoes. But, um, <laughs> the velveteen touch of a dandy fop yeah. you obviously have up there in, the, in Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, no, I, I tried it again today and I'm a little better. Like I could kind of ride it a little bit and spin around and do stuff. What is know? it? What is it? Like it's your weight, right? You lean forward to make it go forward. You lean back to make it go back. Yeah, but you literally need like the balance required is kind of amazing. I, you know, I can't even ride a skateboard. I'd break my yeah. neck. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I probably could get the hang of it after like maybe an hour mm. or something. But yeah, so, so what happens? Like what would happen if you're just cruising around and you just fell off and broke your neck and you're like a quadriplegic now? Would you sue the company? Um, I'm sure they have some... I, actually, I don't know. Yeah, probably would, actually. <laughs> or, would you, I mean, or would they be like, well, you don't need to work remotely anymore. You can now yeah. just be in the office yeah. <laughs> on the beanbag chair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll change your diaper twice a day. <laughs> you're the mascot. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I read something about those rap scooters, actually. Today, um, police confirmed in New York City that, uh, well, they don't call them rap scooters. They call them hoverboards over on the East Coast. Please confirm that hoverboards are now illegal. They're illegal in New York City. Hoverboards. They call them hoverboards. Who calls them hoverboards? <laughs> I guess, I don't know, if Giuliani started oh, that. Okay. That's like a, <laughs> it sounds like something, yeah. It sounds like something like older. It's like a slap in the face to people that thought we'd have hoverboards by now, you know? Yeah, because they're not hoverboards. They don't hover. No. Um, so they say here it's you know it's the hottest toy this holiday season, right? So I bet you there's going to be. I, I feel I feel sorry for all the parents because the thing is with those hoverboards, and those rap scooters, it's there's like a status with it. Like you can't just you have to get a Funky Duck, which costs like fifteen hundred dollars. You can't get the the basic bottom of the barrel one. That's crazy. No, I mean the bottom of the barrel ones are like three hundred dollars, dude. Yeah, you, but if you got one of those and you showed up, you know, cruising on your whatever Coleco vision hoverboard and you show up at, at, at your junior high, they're all going to laugh at you because they're all cruising around on funky ducks, which is what Bieber and Wiz Khalifa, you know, ride around on. That's insane. I mean, that's, it's gotta be a status I, thing. Well, cause at Christmas I get like a Nintendo game. A Nintendo game costs like $50. That's what I get. And I was like thrilled, you know? Yeah. Then that's how it was at, at uh, a Hanukkah. Like everyone's like, Oh, you get eight gifts. It's like, actually, you know, you get like a <laughs> pair of socks, one yeah. day and then Some jelly beans. Yes. Or like, yeah, day. like a chocolate yeah. dreidel one day. Mm-hmm. And then the last day is when you get the big gift, which is for me, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, here's Kid Icarus right. a cartridge for, for Nintendo. Yeah. And, and you play Kid Icarus for fucking uh, like a year. And yeah. And like amazing. I beat it like multiple times because right. it's like, you know, I only had three games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God, poppers. Actually, my dad was just really cheap. I tried um, to play that game again recently and I sucked. I was like, good I at that won game. that fucking game when I was a kid. I couldn't even get, I got to the like one world one, two and it was it. I was done. You know what amazes me? Now I feel like those kids, like kids today would play a game like that mm. and they would kill themselves because of the, because they fail so many times. <laughs> remember like in Kid Icarus, a lot of those games, it's, it's yeah. like one jump that you have to make perfectly yeah. or you're going to fall down and die. Mm. You know? It's true. And, uh, yeah. They, they don't really do that with video games anymore now. No. 
Um, so anyway, they, they say here that these, uh, these hoverboards, they call them hoverboards, people walking the city streets have bumped into people, you know, because the, the sidewalks are already crowded in Manhattan anyway. And right. now you got these uh, derelicts cruising around on these rap scooters. So the Department of Transportation categorizes scooters as motor vehicles that cannot be registered in New York City. Mm. Okay. These uh, other vehicles that are also prohibited from being registered are mini bikes, off-road motorcycles, go-karts, and uh, golf carts. But what, what, about about the, what about those little motorcycles that are like one, f- you know those that are, like, <laughs> that are like two feet off the ground? Like the, the big fat guys in the cowboy hats, right? No, they're like the more recent ones. They're like, like, like a man, not probably not a man as tall as me, but maybe a man your size could ride one. <laughs> like, they, you know? Aren't they like little like circus monkey bikes? They're like, no, they're like, like, they were like, like hip hop dudes would wear, would ride them around like my neighborhood of Brooklyn, you know? <laughs> they were, know it was like kind of, days. They look ridiculous, but it was like, cool. It would, like, they look like, you know, little rice rockets, but they're, they're but just they're, they're miniature. Yeah, they're miniature. Yeah, but I'm sure those would be illegal in New York too. Okay. Like uh, even segways, they see segways are illegal. It makes sense to me. I mean, at least in Manhattan, like. There's no, you know what I mean? There's, There's no, no room. room. There's no space for you to yeah. cruise around on one of those. Yeah. I guess even riding, if you, if you get caught riding a, uh, a hoverboard, it's a $500 fine. Right. But it's confusing. Like, they, uh, they don't know what to call these. So, so some people are calling them hoverboards. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sure some judge started calling it and then it's kind of caught on. Um, but well, New, New, York, York, New York City is committed to stomping out ways that poor people have fun anyway. So Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't even, you know, like... You can't even cruise around and buy a joint like in Washington Square Park anymore. No. You know? No, they got these fake superheroes that chased all the fucking drug dealers out of Washington Square Park. Oh, the, the, the guys that, that volunteer. the uh... Yeah, the volunteer fucking idiot brigades that dress up like fake superheroes. God. You know, uh, they say here New York's not the only place to ban these rap scooters. Um, there's a UK-wide ban of the uh, hoverboards in public as well. So. Hmm. Can't Wait, ride those in, in the London. whole UK? It says UK wide ban. That's crazy. I think, huh. they, I think they should take that back, like uh, V for Vendetta, like Guy Fox style. Mm. Just cruise around on those hoverboards. Start, uh, start causing some chaos. Anyway. Yeah, so um, I, I bet you it's a yeah, matter they, of time. They can, they can take our lives, but they can't take our rap scooters. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did, you, did you ride it today for a little bit? I did. I got. I was better. I was a little better at it. I mean, did, did you just take a break from the training and like I got to ride this around? No, it was like I was dismissed for the day, and Ooh. there was one charging right there. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm going to give this another sh- go. So how how much time are you just there for the end of the week or? Yeah, till the end of the week, and then you're done, and then you're you're full on working. Yeah, and I got to go back like once a month. You know, what's cool about your job though? is then you get to go on these business trips and you get to like wine and dine clients. Do you think you're going to take them out to like strip clubs, like the gold club? How is that cool? It's not cool at all. It's not fun. Um, no, it's not like I'm, I'm not a fucking ad executive in the sixties, dude. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like you're, that. You're a lot like Don Draper. Yeah, yeah. Cause the people you're taking out are all like, they're all like married. So they don't want to go home. You know what I mean? This is why they they like to go out with like coworkers and whatever because they're all married. So they any excuse to not go home. Where it's like I I want to just go home. You know. Well, you should like you know. I what? can drink you at can... home. I don't have to fucking you know. 
You should give these married mask guys and the, do, a, do a fucking monkey dance for these people. Yeah, you know? what I'm saying is you should give these married guys the time of their life. Like next time you go out, just get like an eight ball of cocaine. You no, know, these are all squares, man. These are all total squares. You blow their Dad, mind. Daddy O. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Mazel Tov, on having the uh, the new job. Yeah. It's kind of good. I, mean, I got I got bills. I got mad bills, you know, so yeah, and it, it does wonders for the self-esteem when you're actually making money. Because I also got offered a job at a detective agency. Um, yeah, the, and, the private investigator thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, but they were. There, it was like it literally. It was like they're going to pay me twenty-five grand a year, which doesn't even cover my expenses. You know. You know, Harrison. I feel like uh, the stories that you would have got about out of the from the detective agency would have been a bit more titillating here for the show. See, than, I don't think uh, so. I think it's it would be one of those things that I think would be really cool, and then it ends up being terrible. Like when I drove an ice cream truck or like a lot of things that I've done in my life that I think will be like, I'll have wacky adventures doing this. And then I don't. So you thought you are going to be like uh, Stacy Keach or whatever, my camera running yeah, around solving fucking, crimes. Uh, Rockford, you know? Yeah, but really yeah. what's probably going to happen is you're just going to have to camp out of some divorcee's or soon to be divorcee. Um, house and try to catch her cheating on her husband. I don't even think they do any of that shit. It's just insurance just, fraud? It's just like insurance fraud, background checks. Like most of the stuff you don't even need to leave the office to do, you know? God, Magna made it look so interesting. I know, I know, man. You know? Cold check, you Jesus. know, investigating fucking demon ghosts, whatever. Yeah. Whatever God. he did. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you know, I think you did the right thing. Congrats on getting the new job. Um, so it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. this week. This is kind of a sort of a Thanksgiving show. I'm actually going to be out of the country for Thanksgiving, which mm. I'm actually kind of excited about. I've, I've never been I've never been a fan of that holiday, and not just because I'm a vegetarian. It's like I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of gluttony either, and uh, and I always just was annoyed about it because you I'd have to like especially when um, my parents were alive, you know, we'd have to go see my extended family. Mm. Drive all the way to Chicago, and uh, my brother was always just an asshole. And it was just like the kids, you know, we'd just be fighting amongst each other. And we finally get to my uh, my aunt's house, and it was this big thing, and you had to spend like the whole you know the whole night there. It was just boring. You know, I'd rather just be at home playing video games, you know, in my room. Yeah, I mean, that's how I felt when I was a kid. But as as like an adult, like in my twenties, I would love going home for Thanksgiving. So what, what did what did the Harrison household do for Thanksgiving? Like, did you guys actually have a traditional thing where you get a turkey and uh, cranberry sauce or something? Yeah, my you know my mom's extended family like they're all they're all Italians. Um, they'd show up and uh, you know we like hang out. And, did you guys get you drunk know, and like do do stuff like that? Like people drink, drink and, like, wine all day. Yeah. Um, See, that's already more fun than a, the Jewish Thanksgiving I'd have to do with my extended family. Yeah. No, it's like super relaxing. Everybody's chill. Um, you know, I see cousins I kind of like but don't normally see. Everybody's just drinking all day. It's, it's Food's awesome. So you don't do that anymore? Uh, well, I can't, it's too hard to fly back to the East Coast. Yeah, it's a pain in the in ass. In California. Like, it's just, I, I can't, I hate flying and I, I, it's too much. So I just, I stay in LA. So what do you just stay at home, have Thanksgiving with your cat? No, that would, I would literally, <laughs> I would hang myself. 
<laughs> also a um, late white 30s dude with a cat right. who lives alone yeah. that's it's that's nice yeah it's it's a good time um no 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 uh, you, I get invites, you know, there's like the orphan Thanksgiving. For, yeah. For various, you know, fucking, you know, uh, exiled refugees that, that are in L.A. for Thanksgiving. Yeah, they, that's the thing. I mean, you're, most of the people here because there's a lot of transplants and no one's going to fly home for Thanksgiving because they're going to go home for the, like Christmas or something. No, my buddy's dad, who's like a comic book artist, uh, invites. Yeah, I, I get invited to that. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, last year I went and Piper Laurie was there. Piper really, Laurie? Yeah, the actress. Wow. Yeah, it was really bizarre. Did you get her number? Uh, no, she's, she's like 80 something now. Still, uh, though, I mean, that'd have been one to like, you know, brag about. But FYI, apparently. Conquest. Apparently Ronald Reagan, pretty racy. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. Well, you know, that, that doesn't surprise me. No. Before or after the Alzheimer's? Before, like when he was an actor, you know, when he was in fucking Cattle Queen of Montana and Bedtime for Bonzo and shit, you know. The last time I actually enjoyed Thanksgiving was uh, my ex um, from a few years ago, Heather. Yeah. Uh, We used to go to her family. And her family, like, I don't want to say they were white trash, um, but they definitely weren't middle class. But anyway, uh, we'd go to their family's house and they just would drink a ton. It was like, you know, all the conservative, you know, stuffiness of like most families where you go and you're kind of on your best behavior because their grandparents are there and everything. It's just, Mm. that was all gone. It it all disappeared. At her house, it was just a bunch of people getting wasted. Eventually, there would be a fight. Right. A physical fight between like her uncles, yeah, um, or like they had this neighbor named Red that would come over and insult everybody. I love guys named Red. Yeah, R- Always, R- I don't even know what his. I think it, that was his first name, but yeah, I remember because they're usually Irish guys who <laughs> face is literally Red. Red, all the time. Red would get so drunk. He was bald too. I think he worked as like like he I don't know like poured cement or something yeah and like his face would get completely red <laughs> and he had this really fat wife and i remember like the last time he was there i came i don't know and like I, like someone brought up his affair that he had recently on his wife and then he was like look at her you think i want to fuck that every night and then she started crying and then they tried to throw red out the house and it was like and the whole time i was sitting there like this is amazing yeah and then he kept coming over to me and was like George wants me to stay. And I was like, well, actually, my name's Dave. But mm. um, yeah, I do want you to stay because this is entertaining. And so that's why like that was a was a was a memorable Thanksgiving, an enjoyable Thanksgiving for me. But um, right. yeah, recently I just kind of rue the holiday, actually. And so I, I'm looking forward to being out of town. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be in Scotland. And uh, I don't think they you know, I don't think Thanksgiving is a is a thing there. You know, no, it's not like they don't even care about it. No. I'm looking forward to that. Why would and all, all the all the days are different? Like all the like Mother's Day over there is like a different day. Father's Day is a, is a different day, and it's it's not even like it's it's you know it's not even called Father's Day. It's called like Saint Grizzlewitz Battalion Day, or you know they're all they have like kooky names. You know, don't forget Saint Swithin's Day. Saint Swithin's Day, yeah, that's that's a big day there. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it's, uh, it's our Thanksgiving show here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, I think it's mainly Thanksgiving theme because uh, the next segment here, Fistful of Steel, Steel does a whole thing on Thanksgiving. You know, it's, uh, he's got a whole uh, rant about Thanksgiving. 
And it's not like, I, I thought Steele would be ranting against the holiday itself, but it's not really, I, I don't think he's really against the holiday. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear about it. I, you know, we always have Steele on for the holiday show. Like annually, the past few years, we always have Steele on for the holiday show. So we find out what he does for Christmas. Um, but I've never actually, you know, I've never asked him what he does for, for Thanksgiving. So it'll be kind of interesting. He's like a perennial disappointment to his family. Oh. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's talked about how, you know, in the past, every year they would hope that he was going to come show up to like their, because uh, his brother's got a family and a wife and his, his parents are still alive. And like his brother, you, you know, because he has a family, would have the big Thanksgiving thing. And every year they, they hope that Steele would show up with a woman and they could be yeah. like, I, I have a girlfriend. But, you know, Steele's got to be pushing like, late 40s now mm. yeah i don't think he's had a girlfriend well a girlfriend that he hasn't paid for um or you know rented out for the evening for huh. a long time like a long time so i used to be like why don't you just go pick up a black prostitute from saginaw michigan or something and just bring her along and say it's your girlfriend i was like think, think of how awkward that would be and he entertains the notion but i don't think he would ever do it oh yeah, that's too bad. So yeah, no, it is too bad. I'm going to try to push him into doing it this year. No, I mean, if I lived in, if I lived back in, you know, my home state of Rhode Island, and I was me now, the people would be like, "What is wrong with you?" you know? <laughs> well, especially in like the Midwest too. Yeah. It's like you know, being 40 years old and not married mm, at, at our age, living alone with your cat. Yeah. They would totally think gay for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they. I think a lot of my relatives when I was a kid thought I was gay. Just because, like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into the Patriots or, like, punching walls for no reason. Or you, you know? sing Morrissey songs. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, people, this is episode 508 here of Sick and Wrong. Coming up next, we have Fistful of Steel. And after that, we're going to get to uh, some Thanksgiving-themed phone calls. Uh, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor. You've been nice all year, but now you're feeling just a little naughty. Well, Adam and Eve knows exactly how to help you with that. Through New Year's, when you order that special naughty gift, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. But that's not all. You'll also get a naughty and nice kit, free with your purchase. Your kit will come with a special item for him, an adult toy for her, and something you'll enjoy unwrapping together. Plus, free shipping on your entire order. Adam and Eve has gift items that are perfect for him or her. Try an adventurous adult toy, a spicy movie, or even a new slippery sensation. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special holiday offer. Get 50% off one item, a free naughty and nice kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E. That's DIDDLE at adamandeve.com. My sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. 
I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. So, Steel, it's another time for a fistful of steel here, a Thanksgiving version. What's going on, man? Not much. What's happening, fellas? Doing all right. Yeah. I see you got Harrison there this evening. I hope he's much kinder and much more, has better social etiquette than your, his predecessor did. <laughs> see, Harrison doesn't know the backstory, but I, actually, I, I, I think I listened to the last show and I heard about the, the beef. Oh, okay, yeah, this convention or whatever. It still, you know, can hold a grudge sometimes, but I think this grudge is uh, justified because, uh, you know, we, we spent a, a wonderful weekend, you know, together. Mm. Like, this is like <laughs> 10 years ago, and, uh, yeah, Wackerly pretty much, instead of like going out, shaking his hand, giving him a hug and saying, you know, it's, it's been real, mm. Wackerly just wouldn't even get out of the car. Wouldn't even wave, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine Harrison would at least so much as wave at us when to say goodbye. You get a reach around at least from heroin, yeah. her, from Harrison. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's all you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Steel, thanks for being on the show. It's another installment of Fistful of Steel. I, I don't know if you've been listening to uh, recent episodes, but you're a very polarizing figure on the show. I, I, I have not uh, listened uh, to any of the new episodes, quite frankly. So I don't know. You'll have to fill me in. I'm assuming... But polarizing usually isn't a good word. You usually hear that when somebody's talking about Hillary Clinton. So. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot like Hillary Clinton, actually, in many ways. Um, uh Yeah, so, uh, so some people were, like, complaining about you because they feel that uh, if you're the type of guy who if someone tells a story, you're going to have a mm-hmm. way better story than they will, like a one-upsmanship kind of thing. Which I don't understand where that's coming from. Another person says they find your observations grating and juvenile, a couple people. <laughs> and then uh, oh. some other people were saying, you should just get rid of D. Simon and, and just have Harrison and Steele do the show. That, that's, that, that's happened a lot. And then uh, other people are like, you know what? It should be like every show should be fistful of steel and maybe a sick and wrong story. So they, yeah. So some sides like love this new bit fistful of steel. Then other sides are like, Oh, steel really, you know, like grinds my gears. Well, I, you know, <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that. I'm not for everybody. I'm uh, I make some people a little uncomfortable. I don't understand the people who say that I have a one upsmanship when it comes to a better story. I've never heard that before. I, I don't uh, even get how that would even come from, like, the rants that you do either. I, I don't know. It's Some girl called in. She did a, I would say, you know, a bit of a uh, um, denigrating uh, impression of you. It wasn't very flattering. And, uh, yeah, and then she was like, I'm steel, blah, 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 blah. And then I uh, was talking about how you always try to one-up somebody with a story, which I don't really see that. Well, I don't know how I can one-up anybody with anything. I, I have such low self-esteem. I, I'm such a, just a self-loathing person that I'm not going to one-up anybody in anything. And I, was about to, story. I was about to say, if your story one-up someone else's story, the other person's story must be absolutely tragic. You know, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, yeah, Seal's, like, recent stories of Steel's sex life. Some of the most depressing things I've ever heard. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're not exactly... Uh, 
you know, they're not exactly uplifting. So I don't exactly know what this person's trying to get at. The other things I've heard, and I can agree wholeheartedly with most of the other things you've heard, but I haven't seen any of this feedback. I mean, I've gotten feedback on my, my fag book page and stuff like that, but I mean, not, nothing, you know, in terms of what you just told me. So it's very interesting. So uh, I will keep that in mind in the future, and hopefully I can grate a few more people along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of some of the people absolutely just love it, and they're you know they're very enthusiastic that you're that we're you're on the part of the show, you know, sticking wrong, the you sticking wrong. Uh, but then other people like uh, you know you really get them going, you really grade them. So I think that's good controversy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I personally love uh, I love this segment, Fistful of Steel, and so uh, yeah, let's get let's get on to the first rant. So Steel, you sent me three rants, and I got to say they were beautifully recorded this time. Oh, thank you. I've upped my uh, uh, the device that I'm using. I'm now actually using a microphone. I I couldn't believe it. Like Steel's probably one of the most like technically inept people I've ever met. <laughs> you know, technologically, you're just like you just I I don't even know what kind. Of, do you still have a razor phone? Uh, you mean a flip phone? Yeah. <laughs> do you so? Do you have an yeah. iPhone now? I did. Well, I do have a smartphone. I have a Droid, but I do. Oh, okay. All right. I still do have a flip phone. I have two phones. One of them is a flip phone. When did you actually get a cell phone? Like 2008? Uh, no, actually, I was way ahead of the curve on that. I got my first cell phone in '94. What the hell? Like, they were the, you know, they were the size of a cereal box. Jesus, I uh, didn't know that. Huh? Yeah. I didn't get one till 2005. Yeah, I was like, I think mm. I was too, I was trying to fight it like yeah. 2003. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I take that back, Steele. You're technologically ahead of the curve. Yeah, I'm but it was really great back then because the phone was $500. You got 20 minutes per month and it was like you know, 40 minutes for 20 minutes. If you went over the 20 minutes, it was about $3 a minute. It was fantastic. A great plan that we had back it, in Was it like orange and like had this massive antenna It's about as big as your forearm? Yeah, it did have an antenna. In fact, mine also had a floor mount for the car. It was like, they call them bag phones. You could take them in and out of the car, but they had a big bag that was connected to it. I imagine you should probably bring that back. You look pretty cool. Um, well, I, I'll bring it back when I bring my mullet back. <laughs> Which you should definitely bring back. Steel, I would say you had the golden eagle of mullets. It was fantastic. It's it by far my best look I've ever had. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely pretty cool. I mean, mm -hmm. I, and it looks better, especially when your hair's thinning in the front. You know, it, oh, it and looks, it's thinning in the front. <laughs> You'll look even better with a mullet. All right, oh, I'm sure it would. We yeah. got to get to it. Your first rant. You sent us three of them, and uh, the first one we're gonna play is about Thanksgiving. So uh, let me let me get this going here. Well, November has finally arrived, and that means that Thanksgiving is fast approaching and thanksgiving can only mean one thing and that is it's storytelling time with the creepiest uncle on the planet uncle steel that's right folks gather the children and your grandchildren around your ipod it's time for a little thanksgiving history with yours truly uncle steel let's get started you see, kids, Thanksgiving is a special time of year that all started hundreds and hundreds of years ago when dinosaurs still roamed the earth, when silly-looking white people dressed up like the Quaker Oatman and those war-painted red-skinned savages dressed up like the Indian member of the village people. This was long before sports teams used Native Americans as cute little team mascots. 
Anyway, both the pale face and the scary red man sat down at a picnic table near a glory hole at a highway rest stop where they shared a piece of pumpkin pie along with smallpox, scurvy, and AIDS. But more importantly, they started a tradition where we can all fist fuck a dead turkey in front of other people's children without being put on one of those adorable little sex offender registries. Sure, we may not be able to get away with fist fucking an animal carcass on the second Monday in August, but it's perfectly acceptable on the last Thursday in November. So happy Thanksgiving and more importantly, happy fisting. Yeah, there is a lot of fisting that takes place on Thanksgiving. I never really thought of that. Yeah. Yo, know, mm. as a vegetarian, it's one of my worst holidays. Mm. You know? Oh, I mean, you're, you're that guy. No, I don't bitch about it. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't like it. I, I, oh, I can only have the mashed potatoes and the kale. <laughs> I can't have any of this stuff. Usually yeah. it's just like you go there and they're like, oh, the stuffing's mm. got chicken broth. And, uh, you know, you can have that piece of, of bread there. Huh. And it's like, great. I'll just eat the cranberry. No, the cranberry's got chicken jizz on it. So it's like, I'm just like, you know, fuck it. I hate Thanksgiving. So wait a minute. As a, as a vegan, you won't even eat stuffing if it's got chicken flavoring in it? I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian, Steel. Oh, okay. So, I, but, uh, you're vegan. I don't know the difference, quite frankly. Uh, but vegans uh, don't eat like milk or cheese, or anything. I eat cheese and milk. But no, I, if I knew, if I, if I knowingly, you know, if I was told that the thing is like cooked in chicken broth, I'm not going to eat it because I don't like chicken. But if I didn't know and I ate it, it's not like I'm going to like go to hell or cut my dick off or something. <laughs> yeah. So, Steel. Uh, well, that um, if you cut your dick off at Thanksgiving, that would be one hell of a Thanksgiving. Everybody will remember that Thanksgiving. <laughs> the entire family. Big story. A very dumber Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Steele, I kind of like this uh, tone of voice you use for Uncle Steele's stories here. You should almost release like a bedtime stories for children book or something. That's uh, John yeah, Wolfgang did. Ben Gessler's going to be on the sex offender registry. That's my creepy... That's my creepy pedophile voice. If I was ever going to be a pedophile, hey, you know the you know the series Goosebumps, like yes. the bumps. Hey, I can see Steele narrating the Goosebumps books, but we call them gay bumps. Definitely. So what? What is my that's my child rapist voice. <laughs> it, it definitely is very fitting. So what, what's your, uh, your your plan for Thanksgiving, Steele? What, what do you usually do? I, you know, we always have you on for Christmas. So I didn't, I've never asked you, like, what you do on Thanksgiving. Do you go to the Deja Vu strip club? I have. In the time. I mean, it's not something I do probably every year, but, I mean, there have been times, yeah, because Thanksgiving usually winds down, uh, you know, I don't know, around 7 o'clock. Usually you, you, you usually eat a little earlier in the day, and then you eat a little leftovers later, you fall asleep in a food coma. And then about 7 o'clock, people start getting bored and restless, and they want to get out. So some of my friends have called me, like, at 8, 9 o'clock or something on Thanksgiving and said, hey, let's go to the nudie bar. But other than that, I mean, I don't really have, like, a, a yearly ritual or annual thing, and I'm pretty antisocial anyway as each year goes by. So, no, I don't I don't usually make a... a, a, a I usually don't have the intent on going to the movie bar, but you never know. If somebody gives me a call Thanksgiving night, I may end up there. The only thing I do, you know, that I look forward to over Thanksgiving is, in fact, doing the festing of a turkey. That's not the only thing I really look forward to. <laughs> so, wait, do you actually bring a turkey to your mom's house and just fist the shit out of it while, uh, like, while the family? No, well, they actually buy the turkey. I just come over and say, hey, before any, whatever you guys do, none of you guys fist that thing before I get there. I want to be the first one to fist it. So I get over there, I do a fisting, I go up to the elbow. Uh, I don't even put stuffing in when I fist it. I'm just fisting it for my own personal sexual gratification. Do, do you take a selfie? 
Well, now, yeah, in this day and age, I, this year I will. That's, that'll be my Thanksgiving treat to the world. You just laid it out. I'll, I'll take a selfie of me elbow deep into a turkey's pussy. All right, please send that to me, and I'll post it uh, when I post the show. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine yeah. that, you know, a lot of uh, British people don't understand our traditions, but fisting a turkey once a year is a, it's as American as apple pie. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the only time you can really get away with, like, fisting a dead animal is on Thanksgiving. Like, if I was to do it on the 4th of July, I'd be arrested. Yeah. I, I think you would. You'd, it'd be a deviant yeah. act. But on uh, Thanksgiving, exactly. it's just like, yep, just shove more things up its anus. Right, you know? right. All right. So uh, let's let's move on here to uh, rant number two. Uh, this is interesting because I didn't even we'll get to this in a second. I was surprised that Uber is something that they even have in uh, in Michigan, like a Bay City. Is, is Uber big there? Uh, not where I, I think in like Detroit and Grand Rapids and stuff, you know, because especially Grand Rapids, cause Grand Rapids tries to be so hip and trendy and, you know, all this shit. So I'm sure Grand Rapids has it, but uh, Detroit, but no, we don't really have it here, but I hear enough about Uber that I know exactly what it is. So, yeah, I mean, we, we rely on it in LA. It's like, other than, if we didn't have Uber, we'd probably, uh, lose our licenses for drinking and driving. Yeah. Because, uh, right. you know, yeah, I mean, we, we need Uber here. It's definitely, like, ingrained in our culture in L.A. Well, and San Francisco. Now that you mention that, if you're in L.A., I mean, Rodney King could have used Uber back in 1992. He probably wouldn't have got the shit kicked out of him by the cops if he would have just had Uber to rely on to drive him home drunk instead of driving home his Chevrolet Chevette or Citation or whatever he was driving at the time. Was he drunk or on PCP? He may have been on both. Yeah, well, okay. I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I imagine you probably had a couple billing clubs on the side of that. I imagine you could probably drive on PCP. I've never done it, but it'd probably make you a better driver. <laughs> you pay more attention. All right. Um, hopefully, your your Uber driver is not on uh, on uh, PCP. So here here's your rant about Uber. Every time I turn on the news, an Uber driver is raping someone. Uber drivers are like the Bill Cosby's of the transportation industry. Hey, Uber drivers, slow your roll a little. You don't have to rape every passenger all at once. If you keep up this pace, there won't be anybody left for the other rapists. You're ruining the reputation of rapists around the world. Look, I know you're competing against the likes of ISIS and the Boy Scout leaders, but rape is not a race. It's about quality, not quantity. Uber should adopt one of these slogans. Uber, turning the backseat of taxi cabs into the opening scene from Law & Order SVU, one taxi ride at a time. Should you look for a ride on Uber or Craigslist? Well, that depends. Would you rather get raped or murdered? Uber, it's a lot like Tinder, except with Uber, you can usually get laid without getting the other person's consent. Anyway, if these Uber drivers keep on raping passengers, we're going to have to go back to using pulled rickshaws. Every time I log on to the internet, I see a new Uber rape story, yet I've never seen the headline, Passenger Raped by Rickshaw Puller. Why is that? Well, I have two possible theories. One, by the time the rickshaw puller gets done hauling your fat ass all over town from Oriental restaurant to Oriental restaurant, he is too exhausted to rape. You see, your pussy is the last thing on the puller's mind at the end of a rickshaw ride. All he wants is a bottle of Gatorade. Or two, maybe those who hail rides from pulled rickshaw cabs are just too ugly to rape. You see, Uber passengers are so rapeable because they are so hip and trendy. Meanwhile, unsexy rickshaw passengers are riding around like it's Japan in 1894. 
So the next time you get shit-faced and you need a ride home from the bar, don't get raped by an Uber driver. Be unrapeable. Close your Uber app. Go outside and hail a rickshaw. That's some good advice there. Good yeah. anti-rape well, advice. Give people advice. <laughs> you know what? I, I do love your uh, gratuitous use of the word oriental. It's always refreshing to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, rickshaw. You know, this is really funny. Could you imagine if uh, one of these L.A. hipsters that called an Uber or a Lyft and you show up in a rickshaw? Like, I wonder what the uh, the if they would still be like, okay, and just get in and take the rickshaw. I'd get in. You well, would still do yeah, the rickshaw? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I couldn't imagine what would happen. But I do know in San Francisco, it's one of my favorite places to see rickshaws because, you know, right by Chinatown. And say, you've been to San Francisco's Chinatown? Yes. Steele, you've been there? Yeah, yeah so, I've been to both Chinatown and San Francisco and LA. So in San Francisco, you know, you got a huge influx of tourists, and a lot of them are fat Midwestern American tourists that come there. And then you see this like little Asian guy, little Chinese gentleman with these rickshaws because it's the big tourist thing in Chinatown, yeah. just like struggling to pull up these like you know probably six hundred pounds worth of tourist weight in the back of their rickshaw up a fucking hill. Yeah, it's, yeah they're tenacious it, little bastards, those Chinamen. And they still do it. I mean, it, it always amazes me, but I'm just like, wow, this is like quite a workout. You know, the rickshaw workout. Oh, but, um, oh yeah, definitely. But you bring up an definitely. interesting point, though. You know, uh, I imagine in terms of, as far as rapists go, it, it's it's got to be just like, you know, taking candy from a baby, you know, with uh, with Uber. Because like Uber, all these chicks like leave. They're like, I got to go home. I'm too wasted. You know, and they leave the club. They call an Uber. They get back and they pass out in the back seat. And meanwhile, you know, fucking convicted sex offender here who is driving the Uber. is like, sweet, I'm going to pull over and molest her. Although I, 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 I find it hard to believe Look, if you're an Uber driver committing a crime. I mean, there's like a detailed record of everywhere you've been and who you are and what you're doing. And you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, but some of them are just some of them are foreign, first of all, and just probably don't even think of that. And second, a lot of them are just like opportunists. It's like, you know, you've been convicted for sex offense, being a sex offender once. It's like, uh, who cares? I guess so. Yeah. If you're right. on the list, you're and, and on the fucking list. And there's probably some cases of false accusations as well. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some cases where maybe the girl was drunk, the Uber driver, you know, fucking they hook up and then the girl has some regrets. I'm sure there's a few of those cases scattered amongst. But, but the thing is, is with the Uber thing. I mean, it's it's constant. It's almost every day I go on the news or, or scroll through internet news stories. There's, there's some Uber driver that's forcing himself upon a passenger and getting arrested for you know sexual assault. And, you know, part of it is, they, they say part of the reason is, and I'm anti-government, so I don't, I don't want any more government regulation than, for anything, let alone taxi dri- rides, but they say that, you know, with taxi drivers, even though, you know, they don't seem like, you know, they, I've said some weird taxi drivers over the years, too, but they have to be vetted a little bit because they have to meet certain rules and regulations to even qualify for a taxi license and do a background investigation and whatnot, and supposedly Uber doesn't really, they say they do a background investigation, but they yeah. really don't do much. One. It's kind of a half ass one. I don't even think they care if you have a license, really. You just showed me yeah, that you get your learner's driving permit. driving history check or anything. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, no I don't think they care. And Lyft is even worse. Yeah, yeah oh, Lyft. Yeah, you know, get last night, not to, not to sound too racist, but uh, I had probably the most terrifying Lyft ride of my life. This, like, I don't know, she was probably 55-year-old Asian woman. Picks me up on uh-huh. a lift. And I was just like, and she, I mean, she was driving probably, I would say, I don't know, 28 miles an hour on the highway, on the 101. 
And I was just sitting there yeah. like, uh, you might want to go a little faster. And like her English wasn't that great. She got lost going to the Monty. I was the whole, I actually put my seatbelt on the back seat, which I never do. Well, <laughs> Lyft is weird because I, I, I always get the impression with the Lyft drivers that some of them are just doing it because they're like lonely. <laughs> you know, yeah, nothing better to do on a Saturday. You night. always have to talk to them, and it's like it's like each ride is like a fucking new verse for Eleanor Rigby. You know, it's just <laughs> sad as hell. You know, did you see that video that went viral of the Uber driver that picked up that Taco Bell executive? No. Did you see the steal this this Taco? No, I haven't heard anything about it. So this drunk Taco Bell executive, and the, and the guy's got like a GoPro on, so he can film. He was filming the whole thing, and I, I don't know. He's like this younger twenties mid-20s Uber driver and he picked up this Taco Bell executive who's probably maybe 40 late 30s uh, and the guy's so wasted he can't even stand like sit up in the back seat he keeps falling over one side to the other side to the other side and he wouldn't tell the guy where he's going and so the guy keeps okay. asking him and finally he's like you know what you gotta get out of my car and he pulls over and the dude wouldn't get out of the car and so he's like right. you got, he's like get out of my car and the guy wouldn't and then finally the guy's like and he's like I'm gonna call the police and so then the, the guy opens up the door, then turns around and just starts beating the, like wailing on him. They punch him in the face. And so this dude like uh, grabs the thing of mace that he had like under the seat and just starts spraying the guy in the face. <laughs> and so the guy gets out of the car and this little, this little like hipster dude that was driving the Uber is running like, call the police, call the police. He assaulted me. There's a guy that carried mace, like a man, like a man. Yeah. What kind of guy goes around carrying mace and he bring it over his purse <laughs> i don't know where he got the mace from but he like pulls it out and just mace that guy in the face i was like yeah, yeah. hey I you know chicks carrying mace but i've never ever heard of a guy that carries around a can of mace this guy must be getting raped and beaten up constantly he's got a bottle of race and uh, a bottle of mace in his uh pocket wow. everywhere he goes I'm not going to say anything about my rape whistle, so uh, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just like ignore that. Um, that? I'm not going to mention my rape whistle then. So uh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, hey, I think it's coming handy in certain parts of San Francisco. Who knows? Yeah. Um, unless your uh, rapist is deaf, then maybe not. But anyway, you got to check out that video. It's great. Uh, you can just see this oh, dude well. just like he's about to get out of the car. And then he changes his mind, and just starts wailing on this guy, just like punching him in the side of the head. And then the, the guy reaches around and just maces him. Yeah, it was so great. He probably got fired, I would imagine, right? The Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, because the video went viral. Right. So Taco Bell's like, and this guy, I mean, was like a. I mean, he was like a executive account manager. I mean, he was like not, I mean, he wasn't like a Taco Bell cashier. Right. You know, right. he worked at the Taco Bell Corporation. Like this guy right. invented the Mexi Melt. Yeah, he, he, he well, made key that, innovations. Taco Bell, maybe next time he can afford a real taxi. <laughs> Instead of an Uber. All right, all right. Here's the last one. And I don't even know how you can rant against this steal. I think this is going to, this is going to make you even more polarizing. So, I just drove past the Michigan School for the Deaf. What? You elitist assholes. You hearless fuckfaces mean to tell me that you're too good to study alongside the blind and that you need your own little schools. It's like pre-Brown versus the Board of Education all over again. I suppose you audio-less pricks also think that the blind should use separate drinking fountains and eat at separate lunch counters and ride in the back of the bus. Well, you listen up, you... Oh, shit. I'm fuck. Bad choice of words. I mean, you look here, you deaf 
assholes. You can discriminate against the blind all you like, but no matter what your instructors teach you at that cute little deaf school of yours, the one thing they can't teach you is how to hear. So read my lips, you deaf cunts. Go fuck yourselves. Wow, Steele, I, I can't harsh believe you words. hate the deaf. That is harsh. Why Why the deaf? Why are you picking on the deaf? Well, I have vitriol for them. I drive past the school quite a bit. They got one in Flint. It's called the Michigan School for the Deaf. And every time I go by it, I think of diversity. You know, they're, the handicapped have always preached diversity. Hey, accept us. Hire us. You know, work with us. Accept us into your schools, this, that. But yet, they're so fucking good that they have their own school. Nobody else is allowed in there. Their, their biggest counterpart, the blind. It's not even the Michigan School for the Deaf and Blind. And then the other thing is, I know blinds have their own school, too. So they're assholes in their own. <laughs> well, but, you know, to, but to, the one thing you know, the, the people that are getting left out of this are the dumb, the mute. You never hear of a school for the mute. Those fuckers are left with no education because they can't go to school. Well, they are mute. Um, it'd be difficult to learn. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it does kind of make sense to like team up the blind with the deaf, like a buddy system, like. Yeah, because it's like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> it makes sense yeah. though, because you could like you know I'll you know I'll be your eyes, I'll be your ears. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like Helen Keller. I mean, she was like she was all three wrapped in the one. It's, they didn't send her to three different schools. Like, oh, Helen, you got to go here because you're that's the school for the deaf for your hearing loss, and you got to go to the school for the blind because you can't see shit. Oh, and when you're done with that, why don't you walk down five blocks and go to the school for the dumb or the mute? Because you can't fucking talk. I mean, you can't send these fuckers to three different schools. You know what? Yeah, exactly. You, you know what? Harrison was funny. Like about three weeks ago, I was going to sign you up for this, uh, this, the Tinder for the retarded. Have you, have you seen this? No. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I forgot, but I might as well mention it now. So there's this Tinder and I forget the name. I'll have to look it up, but it's for the retarded, the deaf, the autistic and the blind. Okay. So, but so all of them can just date each other. Mm. So I, I kind of understand how Steele's saying this school for the deaf is very exclusionary. Like, why, why not have all the, like, you know, the tars in one school? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does, you know, kind of make sense. Yeah. You know, Steel, you should get on the Tinder for the retarded. Well, if I knew, I'd love to, I'd love to get on the Tinder for the retarded. I, I, I wouldn't be talking to you on a Saturday night if I was using Tinder for the retarded. I can assure you of that. Yeah, I imagine it's easy to date rape on that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't bad know. Does, 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 bad joke. Does crippling depression well, no, count as a handicap? Is I'd probably be the one being date raped because of their tard strength. You can't, you, if a tard wants to rape you, you're going to get raped. That's, that's, that's quite true. Um, yeah, you know, Harrison is your crippling depression, I think, might count. Yeah, I think that's a handicap, officially, yeah, so you, I, you, it wouldn't it, be wrong for me to be on there. Yeah, you know, that that, that might actually yeah, count. There you go. Yeah. So, school school for the deaf, that's interesting. And that, where is this? Is this in Detroit? Uh, the one I go by all the time is in Flint. It's uh, right kind of near downtown Flint. On the other, it's a huge fucking place. I think it's uh, like a live-on-campus type place. I mean, I think the, the deaf actually live there. Um, I mean, they probably don't have doorbells or anything because they can't hear you if you fucking, you know, try to ring the room. I'm sure they can't hear shit. So, but I think it's actually like dormitories and stuff. It's a huge facility. Do uh, do they have a school choir? Do they do like musicals? <laughs> well, I, if they did, again, if they were doing a musical tonight, you think I'd be talking to you guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, got that fucking musical right in the front row. You know, uh, Steele was in our high school choir. He was like, weren't you in it for years with uh, your favorite teacher? 
Miss Pat? Uh, no, I was in it for two years. I was in it. I was in the, the um, when I was a senior, we all took it because we needed, we just needed school credit. So we all took the, not the senior, the varsity choir. We took the freshman or the JV choir. They let us in there. But then uh, there was a third and a half incident. And we all got kicked out of class. Yeah. So uh, during that, uh, that year, they're doing, the school is doing the musical Anything Goes. And so this, mm-hmm. this fat, uh, this, God, she was like a dictator. This fat dictator, uh, despot, Miss Pat, that ran the the choir. Um, she would always wear a little sailor hat. Mm. And I see, wasn't it you that took the hat and shit in the hat, or was it Martin? Someone, someone shit uh, in Miss Pat's hat. Jesus. And, uh, there was shit in her hat that was laying on her desk, and I, I, to this day, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure who physically dropped the deuce in her hat, but but it was a fresh pile of steamers in her hat by the end of the day. And did they put the hat back on her desk? Yes. So she, where, <laughs> where they got it. I mean, that's always part of the kid. If you take something from someplace, put it back where you found it. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I, I definitely would have watched that show Glee if uh, Steel was in it. <laughs> and if I were somehow castrated, those two things would both have to happen for me to watch that show. I, I actually yeah. think uh, that, that that show would probably be renewed for another season if Steele was the mm. leader of the uh, Glee Choir. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got to wrap it up. Steele, thanks for, uh, for another installment of uh, Fistful of Steel. Yeah, oh, anytime. And you can thank your listeners, the ones that I grate and the ones that think they, I'm one upsmanship. Please thank them for me on my behalf. And if they... You know, if they want to contact me directly, they can find me, and I'd love to hear from them. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- there you go, people. Uh, anyway, happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll, we'll have you back on um, for the holiday show. Wackley's going to be on that as well. Oh, well. <laughs> well, maybe you can amend. You can reconcile your differences. Uh, yeah, well, and- no, I'll just talk to Harrison. I'll, I'll just ignore Lance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Cool. All right. Later. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls here to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, the first call is actually a Thanksgiving call. It's a uh, it's from it's it's an Englishman's observations mm. on Thanksgiving. That sounds like a 17th century pamphlet that, you, that somebody <laughs> would give you. An Englishman's observations on the holiday of Thanksgiving, or you know, like and and then would have like another three sentences would be the title and a couple of illustrations like line yeah. art on the cover. Yeah, I can see that. All right, here it is. Right. Yeah. An Englishman's observations. All right, guys, this is English. I live in the United States. Before I drop you guys a little bit of a seasonal story, since we're getting close to Thanksgiving. It was last Thanksgiving, you know, normal thing, going to my parents' house, my girlfriend goes to her parents' house. We've only been together maybe like a month at this point, so I'm not all that into going to her parents' house on Thanksgiving, not been to it that long. So anyways, go eat dinner there. That is the worst, though, isn't it? When uh, you just started dating a girl, 
Mm. And it's like a month before the holidays. She's like, oh, you don't have anything to do? I don't want you to stay at home with your cat. Why don't you come to my parents' house? Yeah. Yeah, don't just stay in and play Fallout 4 all day because it's awesome. Yeah, it's you like, know, why don't you, you know, come? Yeah. There's no reason for you just to get high all day and masturbate to internet porn. I mean, just come over to my parents' house. You can meet my grandparents and my aunts, my uncles, my cousin, Rob. It's like, what? Really? Do I have to? You have to. You do. You know, normal, just get fucking comatose on turkey, which is something that you guys, this is why we all think you're fat fucks. You have a holiday completely devoted to eating food. Like, come on. You can't sit there and say you're not a bunch of fat fucks. You have an entire holiday devoted to food. Yeah, but who the hell hell said we weren't fat fucks? (laughs) (laughs) Whoever said that? Nobody says that. No, but Americans are always like, yeah, all foreigners think we're like gluttonous and just we're pigs. We are. Yeah, we are. We we do have, but you know, keep in mind, you know, think of the food that they serve in England. Think of the food that we we eat here. Well, there are also different standards. Like they don't like in Europe, they, like they don't have breakfast. You know what I mean? Like they'll have a croissant, but nobody's having like fucking you know a giant omelet with like fucking with, like bacon. cheese and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mushrooms <laughs> and yeah, and, like and yeah. bacon on top of it. No, we eat a lot here, but People our food have that is shit good every morning here. You know, yeah, a we eat a do. lot though, but our food is good. I mean, it's like, what, what do they have in England? Like boiled pizza and uh, yams, and what, what, is, what is, what's some of the other stuff? You lived there for a while, yeah. Um, none of it's appetizing. They Haggis, uh, in Scotland, qu- they have quiet, dignified disappointment, <laughs> uh, <laughs> plenty as, as of that. In the morning, yeah. Bangers and mash. It's like, no, that, that stuff's not good. I, I wouldn't want to have like, I wouldn't want to have to binge eat that. For an evening, but he is right though. We I mean, are- to be honest, I actually like I actually like their food. Um, I, I like I, fish and chips, and they have good curry. I like fish and chips. I like I'll bangers and mash. I'll have that in a goddamn second. You know, well, honestly. <laughs> what, what about bean pies? Do you eat those? I stay away from beans. There, you know what I mean? Because they're uh, no, no. I don't like when they put beans in my. You know, to keep it out of my <laughs> shit. Don't like but, it. But I'm not arguing here. We are yeah. definitely a nation of fat. Yeah people well, we pies fat with meat in it it's yeah, great meat pies it's yeah ugh. no it's fantastic but anyways so i'm leaving going back to my house girlfriend takes me she's like hey come meet me here once you're on your way back so i'm like oh i'm on my way back now she's like oh come over to tease well tease is a strip club here in town so i'm like heading over there i'm thinking fuck yeah just finish having dinner with my family leave them be like oh i'm just gonna go and go to sleep well they know i'm going to a fucking strip club Sure, they wouldn't avoid that much. Leaving you, I'm going to a strip club. Bye. Anyway, so I get at the strip club. She's like, call me when you get there. So I'm like, all right, fair enough. Maybe she just wants to meet me out in the parking lot. So I call her. I'm in the parking lot. There's just my car and maybe like two other cars. So like, this is fucking weird. It's a popular I'm thinking I go there, you know, with my girlfriend, mm. watch some strippers, maybe get a lap dance. Nobody's fucking there. So I'm like, where the fuck is the stripper there? Well, they just fucking hoof it here. She comes out, meets me out, I'm like, where the fuck is everybody? She's like, oh no, the strip club's closed. I'm like, oh, fuck, well, I'm just going to drink it, which, you know, is fair enough. It's whatever. So I go in there. Now, when my girlfriend works, she works at hair salon, but her boss also used to own a strip club here in town. So he's having, like, a private party with some of her co-workers and their close friends and stuff. So we're drinking, you know, girls are pretending and being silly and dancing on the pole, as drunk girls normally do. About 20 minutes into the evening, we all end up completely fucking naked. 
slowly but surely, we all get mm. down to fucking nothing. So we're all drunk, naked, dancing around. It's me, one other guy, and like six other girls. So we're fucking around. Girls dance on the pole. Wow, this is like a Thanksgiving special. Yeah, like Jesus. Like that peanuts Thanksgiving yeah. special. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. So wait, they're, they're at a strip club after hours, or, or I guess not after hours, it's just clothes. They're having a private party. Mm. And I, I love how like the strip club environs make you all hot and horny. It's like, you know, have you ever been in a strip club with the lights on? Yeah, it's like, it's like an exercise in despair. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Mm. It looks like the bowels of the like the the Enterprise or something, or, I, or like a basement. Whenever I go home, I always go to the Foxy Lady, which is like this dingy strip club. But they, I, if you go on um, Sunday, they have a legs and eggs breakfast, and but the eggs that are sounds like, gross. The eggs are like the eggs they give you in the army. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> not good. <laughs> And it's dingy and really, but it's like a thing. It's like a tradition, you know? Yeah, I, I, you know, it was, it was funny. One of the strip clubs I worked at, I remember they had like themed rooms at the Roaring Twenties. And it's like, you go upstairs and like, ooh, do you want a lap dance in the French room? And it's like this like shitty mural of the Eiffel Tower. It looks like it was painted by like a retarded eight-year-old. Mm. And it's like, that's the themed French room, mm. you know? It's like, it, I just don't understand how that is stimulating to, no, to me. No, I mean, that's, let's not dress things up you know what i mean just like i want to see fucking bitches with track marks debasing themselves exactly that's what i want that's what i'm there for but i guess i I can understand this guy you're wasted next thing you know one girl gets up there starts getting naked they probably dare you to one thing leads to another that sounds like a ton of fun yeah i want to see where this goes yeah you know doing the normal thing girlfriend comes over she's like oh i'm getting a lap dance she gives me a lap dance you know, it's fucking nice. Fix your girlfriend, sense on my lap, pretty drunk, feeling good about night. Well, part of the strip club, there's just like the normal main lounge, and then there's another part just off of it that's not really like closed in or anything, but lights are off. Walk through there, you can see straight into it and open. So we go in there, there's two of us. We start kissing, making out, all that normal stuff. I'm thinking, fuck it, I might get, my, I might get a blowjob, be a nice end into the evening. Get in there. She's like, Fuck it, let's have sex. Like, fuck, I'm about to have sex with my girlfriend in this day fucking strip club. Yeah. Fuck it, why not? So I'm sex with her. It's not on the back door. I don't think anything of it. It's like, nah, it's people coming through. I don't think it's a close place. It's not going to be like 40 fucking people I don't know. Well, she stops me right as I'm fucking about to nut. She said, like, oh, we should go out there. It's kind of weird. They come in and we're like, fuck it, and they catch us. It'll be kind of weird. So I'm like, fuck it, all right, whatever. So I get up. Now, I'm too fucking drunk at this point to realize I'm still completely naked. So I go introduce myself to this person I've never fucking met in my entire life. Not only am I butt-ass naked, dick is out, hard as fuck, and as I shake his hand, I bust a nut on his fucking trouser leg. That guy will never forget me. Let's be serious. You never forget the first guy. The jizz is on your leg. All right, boys, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Wow, that's like a Thanksgiving motto. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that sounds almost too too much to be true, but I don't know. I, I think I believe it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe the guy, too. Mm. I, I don't even know how I would react if a guy just on my leg like that. But I think if, if I walked into somewhere and I was in like some naked guy with a boner comes out to like shake my hand, I'd be like, oh, I'm cool, dude. You, you stay over there with your boner. Yeah. Um, and I'd wave or something or no, tip, that's, tip my glass and, to him and then walk away. 
Yeah. You no, know. that's why I didn't go to that fucking awful haunted house with you and Perv Magnet. <laughs> it sounded, it sounded, it's like, yeah, you go in the room and the guy's raping somebody and then he rushes at you with his dick flapping, you know, and like, you know, slaps you with it or something. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like anything I want to do. No, she know? was talking about how, what was that, that name of that haunted house that you yeah. pay for called like Blackout or something, which has nudity and you, you go in by yourself and then like, yeah, a guy comes in and rubs his dick on you. I was just like, why? Okay. Right. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. I get that. I don't know why I'd pay to experience it. Yeah, it's like, and then they tie you up and put a plastic bag over your head, you know, and make you run. Like, <laughs> she was all into yeah, it. That sounds like an evening. Well, uh, there you go, anyway. English guy. You had a hell of a Thanksgiving. You know, you can condemn the it's, holiday all you want. You can yeah. say we're gluttonous pigs. You can say we, we uh, you know, co-opted or, or, or misled the Indians and, and, and took their culture and then gave them fire water and alcoholism. But the, the fact of the matter is, you get two days off for, from work for Thanksgiving. Who would hate that? Right. You know? Yeah. It's two days off. No, I mean, that's why in Rhode Island they still celebrate Victory Over Japan Day. You know, which <laughs> uh, it's the only state they still do it, but uh, that's almost it, racist, uh, yeah, because it's not like a victory, you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, it's like the military, what it's like, fucking, it was like five scientists, you know, and yeah. there was, and then afterwards they were sad about it, you know, they weren't, they weren't like, yeah, partying, you know what I mean? They were like, oh, <laughs> all right, we got another call here. Um, I love this call because it's a guy giving us branding advice. Oh, okay. Hey, I was uh, talking with my brother uh, earlier today who was also a Sick and Wrong fan. And uh, and uh, I showed him the t-shirt. And uh, Is this that Stone Native American? Me, you know what they should... No, from last week. Yeah. Now, he called back too, but... Oh, okay. Uh, All right. No, no, this is a different guy. All right. Sorry. Continue. But most of our audiences tends to be kind of uh, high on something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take podcast off of the t-shirt. And I thought, you know what? That's a good idea. They should do that with the t-shirt and all the stickers and everything. Just take off podcast. Because I know you want people to think it's a podcast, but it should just be like sick and wrong. And it just looks way cooler that way when you kind of add the podcast to kind of kind of dulls it down a bit just an idea keep it sick keep it fucking wrong well okay so now we're getting uh unsolicited marketing advice here mm. on branding um you know i i agree with them i agree with them because when i first started doing uh the show we did make one round of t-shirts that just said sick and wrong on it right. but People were confused by it. It did nothing to brand our product. Yeah. Like, people would look at it and be like, oh, you're a sick and wrong person. You're so randy. Like, you, you could almost be like, you know, it, it's like basically being like, I'm a juggalo, but I'm not going to wear any I, anything that says ICP. Right. You know, well, we're insane I mean, clown posse. I mean, let's not, come on. We're not fucking ICP over here. <laughs> Thankfully, that's like, a good thing. They, they have they have a huge fan base, which I don't um, understand actually. I, that that I can't fathom, but that's fine. No, they're ge they're geniuses. I understand it. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're a terrible band, but they're geniuses. Anyway, 
I had a point. I don't remember what it was. But it was something oh. about podcast, the word podcast. No, right. I mean, it depends on what it. you, it feels like with this, you can't really like, are you trying to sell t-shirts or are you trying to advertise the fucking show? You know what I mean? It's, it's, you, you do more of one, you lose some of the other. Yeah, I agree with you. That's why, like, yeah. I feel like uh, I've often understated the podcast part. So the emphasis is on sick and wrong because yeah. that is cooler than podcast, which is not cool. However, I feel like the uh, the the temperature for podcasts has uh, gotten hotter in recent years. Like with Mark Marin, it's just cool to have a podcast or something. Right. No, just, everyone in L.A. has a podcast. Oh, everybody. And their mother. Their mothers yeah. have podcasts, too. Yeah, no. Everyone yeah. has a podcast of just like, you know. So, some, yes, some, it is dorky. Yeah. It's still dorky, and it doesn't lessen the dorkiness. But uh, because podcasts are ubiquitous now, I don't think it's as bad as it was six years ago to have podcasts on your shirt. Probably not, but it's still dumb. No, it's still retarded. Oh, wait, no, I mean, no, it's not dumb. <laughs> buy the stuff. It's still get, retarded. Get the stuff. But just buy the shirt, okay, people? Because the thing is, when they see the sick and wrong, they're going to be like, what is it? And it's, it's, it's a conversation starter. It's an icebreaker. No, it is, actually. And it's, trust me, as a guy who wears a lot of provocative T-shirts, that shit works. You do have a lot of provocative T-shirts, yeah. though. That shit works like fuck. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, sometimes it depends on like, sometimes you get the wrong people coming up to you, but you get people coming up to you, it's, something happens. You know? so, so, so that's the thing. You're not going to be ignored. Nope. No. Especially with the new shirt that Harrison's working on. Not going to let anything out about that yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one more call. One more Thanksgiving theme call. And then we got to get out of here. Um, eat some turkey and some mashed potatoes. Um, fist of turkey, maybe. Uh, here we go. This is a Thanksgiving shit story. Here's the jingle for the sick and wrong bit. Come gather round. It's all about shit. Shit! Hey, Dink. Hey, Pseudo Lance. <laughs> Pseudo Lance. We're going to give you guys a call and share a shit story. That's for your request. Um, so, this happened a I few years ago. I didn't request that. I was out at a bar, and it was um, one of those times where you definitely shouldn't have driven home. Uh, so I was really shit-faced, and I'm driving home. Probably I had to drive about five miles. So I'm heading home, and, you know, I, I feel fine. I'm able to keep the car on the road fine. But, you know, I start to feel a little woozy, not, not so hot. So uh, I was in a particularly bad neighborhood, too. And decided to pull over, and I got... You know, that, that's a compromising position. Do mm. you think if you had the trance or something, you pulled over and you're in like, you know, way out in Harlem or in Detroit or something, do you think they would rob you while you were, you know, shitting on the ground? Or do you think they would wait till you're done and then rob you? What do you mean by they, you racist? <laughs> no, I'm just saying the 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 ne'er do wells that that mm. populate the, uh, the 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 bad environments. I mean, I've know? been in a situation where, like, you know what? I I just suffered the pain until I got home. Oh, you held it. You like I held, held it. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just I and it was, I wasn't even a bad neighborhood, but I I was just you know like I sh like I should like I was dying. I felt like I was dying. 
and I just held it because I don't I don't want to be sitting on the side of the road. Did you have to take the subway home? when it's all messy and it's like, oh, my God, no. No, I, I was I, driving. I was in my car. I was driving. You don't want to shit in the car. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, it's, a terrible, it's a terrible position to be in. Mm. But I'm just wondering, like, if you're in, you know, a shitty neighborhood, a shady area, do you think those shady people that inhabit the shady area would see you shitting and be like, oh, this guy right here is sitting duck. I'm just going to go and, you know, rob him. Or do you think they'd be like, you know, I'm just going to let him do his business first and then I'll rob him. No, it depends because if you, it, it, I think if, if you were shitting, because if you walk in like, you know, Skid Row, there's like dudes shitting all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. That's it. And you never so, walk down an alley in like yeah. an urban area. So you might get actually mistaken for just another vagrant and they might not bother you. Oh, so it's kind of, ah, I, I see that you kind of blend into the environment. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's interesting. Camouf- urban camouflage. Exactly. You don't have to wipe yourself in feces, do you? Um, Does that help? No. no, I don't think you need to. I think you have to wipe yourself with like cold cuts or, you know, something kooky, something crazy. Huh, that works. You know? All right. Yeah. Or like the catcher in the rye or something, you know? Aaron, start to feel woozy and I uh, proceed to vomit. Um, all over someone's front yard. <laughs> and uh, after that first um, uh, uh, spewage of vomit, mm. I felt like my stomach gurgle. And I'm like, oh, I have to shit. So, and then I felt the next wretch coming. And I acted very quickly and wisely for a drunk man. And pulled my pants down. This is probably like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Nah, it was probably like 2 a.m. Um, pulled my pants down real quick. Started to retch and shat at the same time. Oh, rooster tail. Projectile mm. vomiting and projectile shitting. Rooster tailing in public. Wow. So it was pretty epic. Um, figured I'd share that with you. Uh, nothing really uh, crazy happened after that. I thought it was crazy enough as it is. Um, I did have to waddle to my car and get some McDonald's uh, napkins to clean up the mess. Somehow, um, I did not get anything on my clothes. <clears throat> no vomit or feces touched my clothes. So I think it was a great success. I uh, love the show. Harrison, you're all right, but you remind me uh, that name just makes me think of Dexter and his son. And I hate that little shit. Who? All right, guys. What? Love your Wait, Wait a second. He reminds you of Dexter and his son? Wait, what did he say before that? He said, you remind me of Deg... Let me Degney. rewind it. I uh, love the show. Harrison, you're all right, but you remind me uh, that name just makes me think of Dexter and his son, and I hate that little shit. All right, guys. Love your asses. Hmm. I still didn't hear what he said. I still don't understand. Yeah. something about Dexter and his of son. Of that knee, Dexter and his son. That Dex- meme? Like that meme? Oh, there's some... Oh, meme is probably what he said. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't get it, though. Yeah, I don't know what the meme is. So, <laughs> You know, if, if I was like an Olympic judge and I was judging someone's floor routine, mm. um, but instead of floor routine, I'm going to swap it for like, you know, shitting in public, I would give this guy a perfect score. He executed a puking in public and a shitting in public. He executed a rooster tail in someone's yard and didn't get a drop of puke or feces on his clothing. That's that's like a perfect ten. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's almost it's almost like 
an immaculate conception. Like you know? I would go straight after after this, I, and I would drive. Yeah. Well, probably I'd drive home because I'm drunk. But the next morning, I'd go right out and buy a lottery ticket because mm. there's a chance you might win. There's some divine intervention going on there. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's crazy. Although I, I I always wondered. Like I mean, I've I guess I've only shit in public like once, but I puked a few times. I puked on like you know cars accidentally walking home. I've always wondered like if you were a homeowner mm-hmm. and some guy defiled your front lawn like this in an epic fashion and the next morning you woke up like what do you do can you do anything wait but you mean in some random weirdo's yard yeah but i mean if you if you suspected someone of doing that mm. like defiling your yard because this guy probably lives it's the same neighborhood he's probably done it before would you do anything or would you just, you know, if I was down I, the yard? Yeah, if I thought I knew who it was, yeah, I'd probably do something. What are you going to do? If I caught him doing it, I probably wouldn't go near him, you know? <laughs> you wouldn't hose him down, just spray him down? If I had a hose or if I, yes, I absolutely would. If I had a hose <laughs> or, or anything, any kind of ranged weapon, you know, um, ranged non-lethal weapon of any kind. paintball gun. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd use it. I'd absolutely, yeah. That but would I'm be not hilarious. Get near him with like a bat or something because it's too much. No, he's puking and shitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it would be hilarious if you had a paintball gun, he could just like zap. You know, those things kind of hurt too. Oh yeah. So meanwhile, he's shitting and puking, and then you start paint. But then you're gonna get some shit on your jeans. That would definitely yeah. happen. Then, uh, then yeah, no, because you shit on the wrong wrong lawn. You know, yeah, you said, learn a lesson there. Yeah. Uh, people call Sick Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846. Um, we, do, we do appreciate your, your, uh, your, your entertaining stories. Yes. Um, as you know by now, I've already put out several Facebook events and I've uh, posted to Twitter. I will be traveling to Europe this weekend. So when this show comes out, I'm actually going to be hanging out with some fans in Ireland at the Gypsy Rose Tavern. So if you live in Dublin, Ooh, Ireland. If you live in Dublin, come out and let's uh, let's drink till we rooster tail. Um, joking about that, it's an exaggeration. But let's go have a couple of drinks. I'd love to meet you guys. I'm going to be at the Gypsy Rose Tavern in Dublin on Sunday. Um, I forget the date of this. November 22nd. November 22nd. This Sunday at 7 p.m. I'll be at the Gypsy Rose Tavern in Dublin. Then uh, next, the following Friday, November 27th, I'll be at the, in Glasgow at the Firewater. That's where we're starting. It's on like Saucy Hall Street. And then the next day in London, uh, we're all going to meet up at the World's End. So November 28th in London, World's End at 8 o'clock. There's also events posted on uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be in Amsterdam and, and Antwerp, but I don't, I don't know if I'm really going to have time to meet up with people there. the fuck are you going to Antwerp for? So that's where I come home. I come back from Antwerp. That's why I catch a, a flight back. Oh. So it's, uh, it's on the way back. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what is in Antwerp? I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I have no idea. But anyway, let's drink and make poor decisions. I'd love to meet up with people. Why not? Um, Sick Wrong Song of the Week. I think this is a parody song, but it's a very fitting Thanksgiving song. It's Rick Ross's Bring Me Food. And it's pretty much, I think it encapsulates the, the feeling that every, the sentiment of uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, especially in modern times. So we're yeah, on the show like here. Fun. Rick Ross's Bring Me Food. Uh, people, I wish you a happy, a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Uh, don't drink and drive. Well, 
don't drink too much and drive. Um, I shall be drinking with the Limeys. Look forward to meeting up with everyone this week. Um, yeah, we'll be back, I guess, uh, next week. Um, we're going to pre-record a show, but we'll be back with a new show uh, Monday, December 7th. Harrison, you have a happy Thanksgiving too, man. Uh, I shall. I'm I sure, shall. I'm sure I will be drunk dialing you with a bunch of Limeys in the middle of the night when I'm in England. So uh, be, be expecting that. All right. All right. Uh, people, we'll be back. Till then, take a sleazy. We eat our food fast on this side, nigga. Pass the ketchup. I like my big feet. Shrimp with grouper. With potatoes. Hallelujah. Eggs and bacon. On the side. I'm so hungry, I can eat a whole hog. I like my big feet. Shrimp with grouper. With potatoes. Hallelujah. Eggs and bacon on the side. I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole hog. I like my flapjack stack with Cheerios. If you try to take my food, I'll kill you, hoes. Gravy, that's my nickname. Gravy, running in my big things. I'm self-made, that means I'm marinated. I bought it ground up, and then I microwaved it. Talking plenty, cakes and cookies, nothing ever wasted. If any leftover shit, I just refrigerate it. I hold my belly up, cause I'm a big man. Where my fat fellas? Where my donuts at? Uh, I'll eat out in the rain and thunder. And if lightning strikes, me and my food are worth a cover. I like my big feet. Shrimp with grouper. With potatoes. Hallelujah. Eggs and bacon more, 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 on more, the more. side. I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole hog. I like my pig feet. Shrimp with grouper, with potatoes. Hallelujah. Eggs and bacon on the side. I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole hog. These motherfuckers, man, I love this ice thing. Went to the buffet, they double priced me. I need meat. About a 10 piece What the fuck is near? I need a KFC Potato salad And collard greens Farted so hard I rip my skinny jeans I eat it this way I fry it that way I like that Cajun Creole shit Because it's spicy So winner winner Chicken dinner Where my chicken fingers Where my chicken tenders Cause I'm the bigger figure And I'm never thinner and I'm eating all day, and I'm the winner. I like my big feet. Shrimp with roots. With potatoes. Hallelujah. Eggs and bacon. On the side. I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole hog. And now, deep thoughts by Jack Andy. If you're at a Thanksgiving dinner, but you don't like the stuffing or the cranberry sauce or anything else, just pretend you're eating it, but instead put it into your lap and form it into a big mushy ball. <laughs> then, later, when you're out back having cigars with the boys, let out a big cough and throw the ball to the ground. Then say, boy, these are good cigars. 